Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Why? You don't like peppers and onions and a bomber roll with sausage? Not at 9 o'clock in the morning. Sorry. Oh, you're crazy. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm Tony Caligiri along with Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, and we have Tom Prince in studio. We're going to talk a little bit about this, a little bit about that, and whatever else comes to our minds. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. Man, moms do so much, Tom, for uh, for the little leagues, for the high schools. I mean, you know, they're volunteering in the concession stands. How do you like that, Raj? Got that one in there quick. Uh, Don't forget the the ones that do the so much work for the four-legged dependents, too. Absolutely. So uh, happy Mother's Day to all you moms. Happy Mother's Day to my wife. I love you, my mother-in-law, and uh, and everyone else. And it's right. in the middle of next week, and if I uh, wait till next week, I'll probably forget, but I want to wish my wife, Diana, a happy birthday. Her birthday will be Thursday. Okay, so you're going to play some Paul Anka for her? Diana? Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, Diana, and uh, thanks for putting up with Roger. How you do it? We'll never know. I mean, we're we're talking sainthood here, all right? Very carefully. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mr. Wolf, let's get going. Oh, wait, you forgot to, uh, you know. Morning, y'all. Thank you. I'm not going to start unless I hear that. All right, buddy, you're up. I am. Thank you. You're in the batter's box. Inside High School Sports News and Notes for Saturday, May 13th. The OP Girls Rugby Team will be taking on Hamburg at 6 p.m. Wednesday the 17th. They encourage everyone to come on out and give them a uh, have some good support out there for the girls as they play their final home match versus the Quakers uh, in Hamburg. 14 seniors will be honored before the game. That'll be at Brush Mountain Park. Tony, you're not going to believe this, but last night was the first time I ever took in a live rugby game. Really? First what did you think? Ever. I was overwhelmed uh, with how much there was to know about it. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> it was like almost like a college-type atmosphere. It's, it was a really cool uh, event. I, it was the Kenmore boys. We hear a lot about them. You right. Know, we've, you know, our good buddy Cal Phillips, who's always on our Facebook page posting pictures and, you know, things of that nature. But it was awesome. It was my first game ever. It was out at Kenny Field in the town of Tonawanda. It happened to be senior night. Um, so as they, just before they brought the team onto the field, they were led by bagpipers. Neat. And they were awesome. You can hear them all the way in the parking lot getting ready before the game. I had my son with me and, you know, he's just looking all around. What are these guys doing with those big drums and bagpipes? And it was really a nice event. I got to tell you, this guy, Bill Conrad, uh, I I believe he started that Kenmore program. Mm -hmm. What he's done for Western New York rugby is unbelievable. I mean, these are really good boys and girls. Um, I noticed that the girls' Kenmore team came to watch the boys play after the stands were filled, 
and there was a line all the way down. Is it the sideline? I think it's called the sideline. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just people everywhere on both sides. So they were playing a team from Section 5 Fairport, which is closest in talent, I want to say, to the Kenmore team from what I've heard. And it was a great game. Uh, Kenmore came out on top 41-32. They have improved to 15-0. and their B team also won, which is like their JV team. Yeah, you uh, you know in colleges you have A team and, and B team, so when you go out you usually have two games a day. Yeah, it was awesome though. I guess they play two thirty-five minute halves, and they do these weird things that you just don't normally see. It's a totally different sport than football. They got guys picking each other up on their shoulders to I don't know what throw ins. Yeah, and I'm like I used to throw it in. Why don't we do that in football? Can you imagine if they did that in real football at the line of scrimmage? And the you cool know, thing about that is, you know, when I played for UNLV, we we had everything gambling because you you throw out codes, uh, so you know, ace of spades, queen of hearts, jack of diamonds, you know, and maybe your third one is the indicator as to which guy is going to jump for the ball, and you're supposed to throw the ball straight in. I used to kind of cheat and let it go towards my side, you know, because I would want to put a nice tight spiral on it. Is it because it's UNLV Las Vegas that yes. the keywords are Ace of Spades and Jack of yeah, Diamonds? Yep, we kept it to gambling. Oh, hey, give them credit. At least they and you think I'm weird. <laughs> Jeez. I don't remember what we used at Buff State, but uh, that Kibasa, one stood out. sausage, bacon. <laughs> chicken wings, beef and wax. No, Mr. Good Bar in between. Yeah. beer, Masthead, Reagan's. Yes. Molson, Molson. Oh, boy, Masthead, there's a name out of the past. It was all, they were uh, so for senior night they uh, brought the parents out the parents got flowers but the dads got these huge beer mugs which were great why so, am i not nice. shocked <laughs> <laughs> so i saw cal with his and i texted him after the game tech uh cal i i know you've used that by now right i mean please tell me you've used that ask him so. about the boot <laughs> i'm not going to say that on the air well i will have to later so, i'll tell you during the break Great job to everybody involved with the Western New York Rugby and the and the Kenmore Rugby Club. Great job out there. What they, did you think of the scrums? It's just different. It's just really different. But it's a fast pace. It's not like there's a lot of time in between, I guess you would call plays. It was. I liked it. I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to go back. See, I, really I played did. in the middle of the scrum. That was the fun oh, part. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. So Got you twisted were getting, like a pretzel. I was going to say, <laughs> anything goes. Right? Yeah, goes <laughs> it really there. does. So, I got punched would, one time so hard, I, I lost. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know where I was. Would that be like a face-off and lacrosse involving about sixteen guys? Yeah, basically. Oh, jeez, it can get violent in there. You know, Frank. Also with rugby, have you seen the girls' rugby too? Um, down in Orchard Park, Emily Henrik um, right now is doing some national things out there when it comes to rugby is concerned, and uh, her mother. Lisa also has done a tremendous job with rugby here in the Western New York area, really making it uh, you know, a big sport here in the area. I love how it's growing. I really yeah. do. I know with lacrosse, we keep hearing that they're the two fastest-growing sports in the country. So you know, kudos to the people involved, like, like Bill and uh, Mrs. Henrik, like you mentioned. Uh, in fact, that's the post I got the girls' rugby um, information on so well look at the coverage that NBC network has been giving rugby you know they'll show the uh, sevens championship sevens is my favorite uh, form of rugby it's wide open if you like uh, football you like to see a running back break a nice long run this is the type of sport for you and I really enjoyed it well when I lived down in uh, Maryland for a couple of years I would go into Georgetown on a Saturday morning just to meet up with some friends and we'd be at a bar and 
the place would be packed. They'd be watching rugby games mm-hmm. at like seven, eight, nine in the morning. I'm like, what's going on here? So it's fun. You want to watch like Fiji and uh, New Zealand. Uh, just amazing. What but time is last call down? Don't there? ask me why. Don't I was ask. at a bar at 8 in the morning. No, were you there, <laughs> for, <laughs> no, were you there from the night before My and just never left? Or? <laughs> so, yeah, early mornings and long days. Oh, boy, I remember them. Oh, no, I don't remember them. Anyways, uh, Buffalo Hoop Group is teaming up with St. Francis High School for the uh, Spring Shootout 2017. It's at St. Fran- Francis High School. It's on Saturday, Jan- uh, June 3rd. It's open to all varsity players. Contact Brian Ferris for more details, 716-783-6565. Starts at 9 a.m. That is also on the Inside High School Facebook page. Oh, Raj, by the way, my buddy Jay Ferris in Rochester wanted me to tell you that uh, there's a food truck that's serving a garbage plate that's pretty serious. <laughs> so you might want to check where, that out. Where, where? I'll find the name and I'll give it to I you. I mean, i got to get down. I haven't had a garbage plate since Thursday. You're kidding me. No, it's, just, it's like going on 48 hours. Garbage man. plate, stat. Okay, yeah, go ahead. We're, we're at 500 Corporate Parkway every Saturday from 10 to 11 food trucks. Again, food <laughs> trucks. F- 10 to 11 every Saturday, 500 Corporate Parkway. Let's see what you got. Uh, what do we have, Bob Carnivelli on the line there? Uh, Already? Uh, oh, no, he's jotting down something. All right. <laughs> I'm assuming that that's Bob. I have to thank him for that awesome shirt he gave me. Boys Golf. The 2017 sectional qualifier begins Monday at Gowanda Country Club. And looking at these first few pairings, it's pretty much a who's who of uh, high school golfers in western New York at the high school level. The top pairings include in 1A, you got Connor Seeley uh, from Wilson, Mitch Smith from Orchard Park, Kerry Ignatiuk from Lakeshore, and Matt Pollock from Niagara Wheatfield, all 2016 uh, state teams. Pollock was uh, also an NFL co medalist. And this in the one B pairing, you got Ian Wagner from Medina and Aiden Shaw from Orchard Park, both freshmen. And then there's uh, Ben Shotwell from Ken East and Jake Pollock from Franklinville. And two uh, A, you got Cole Madem from Chautauqua Lake, Anthony Gullo, Jamestown, Jonah Miller from Wilson. And I like this two uh, B group of Jake Roach from East Aurora, Ben Kobe, North Tonawanda, and Chris McCullough from Kenmore West. But my dark horse in Section 6 is Mike Wells from Will North. Uh, he's a senior, and I know he's moving on to play uh, golf at the collegiate level at Kenesha, so I'm going to say watch out for Mike Wells on the links this Monday. Do you have anything on girls' uh, golf by any chance? Nothing. I got nothing. It's, it's all well, boys Shout out here. to Clarence Girls Golf. My doctor's daughter's a really good golfer, so I want to shout out to them. <laughs> When in, in the colleges, when is the golf season, in fall or in spring? Anybody know? No clue. Because around here, you know how the weather is in the spring. It could be a crapshoot. I'll find out Spring for you. or extended winter, as we call it in Buffalo. We one of our uh, contributors at WNY Athletics, Evan Manna, is down at Penn State. He's a Will South 2016 grad. He is on a full ride at Penn State as a caddy. He's on a caddy what? scholarship. Yeah. Caddy you could get wow. a scholarship as a yep. caddy? Yep. At Penn State. You can. Wow. So he's dorming with all the up and coming caddies. You know, the was that Fluff? Was that Tiger's caddy and <laughs> yeah. all these other? That's what he's going to school for. That's what he wants to do. Wow. So that's I don't know how cool. much time he spends on the links, but he carried bags for years over at uh, Park Country Club, and now he's got a caddy scholarship at Penn State. I carry bags usually under my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm glad you said that because I was thinking it. <laughs> Just hey, a- shout out to uh, Jordan Johnson and Mike Williams, a couple of our local products, one from Sweet uh, Jordan from Sweet Home, Mike from Bishop Timon. Good luck to them at Buffalo Bills Rookie Minicamp. And since we got Tom in here, we'll give all the baseball shout-outs. We'll say, I'll save them for Tom. I'll let him give the shout-outs for baseball. But for, in softball, um, at least uh, the Will East girls captured the ECIC2 division with the 7-2 win over Amherst. Jess Weaver uh, was the winning pitcher there, 4Ks. She also went 2-4 for four at the plate. Will East improved to 12-2 overall on the season. And then the Niagara-Wheatfield Lady Falcons, they defeated Ken West 9-6. And it's between them and Luport, I believe, for the title. If Luport wins their next two games, they will take the. Uh, is that the Niagara Orleans title or is that the NFL title? NFL. NFL. Okay. Well, it's between them two, and that's pretty much all I have right now for news and notes, Tony. Raj, you had mentioned because you, since you're mentioning softball, uh, about uh, you know how good Depew was, but don't count out Star Point. Star Point with a huge win over Depew. Yes, uh, they're. Uh, <laughs> I just marvel every time I think of Star Point uh, softball. Joe Hill, the coach at Star Point, actually lives south of where I live. And he commutes from North Boston to Pendleton on a daily basis and all that. And I mean, he would be play, Star Point would be playing a game at, say, Lake Shore. Well, this would have been a year ago when before they switched uh, ECIC divisions. He'd have to get on the bus, go to Lake Shore, play a game. His parents live in Lakeshore, right? Take the bus back to Pendleton so he could drive down uh, the 90 and the 219 to uh, uh, North Boston, you know, right around the corner for where I live. And, boy, talk about dedication, but every year with uh, his uh, softball success. So couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I got uh, this from uh, one of our listeners. Uh, Thanks to Jim G for emailing this to me mount mercy softball now seven and zero in league play they have beaten sacred heart eight to one saint mary's nine to six and narden eight to three uh they are led by junior mercyhurst commit pitcher laura gregory and alice uh allison rogowski uh so uh congratulations to them and thanks for that well yeah you hit it he said what narden saint mary's and sacred heart you would have thought those would have been the three battling for first place. So uh, I don't think uh, uh, people outside the uh, softball community or in some inside the softball com- community realize uh, what Mount Mercy has accomplished. Uh, along those lines, I was at the uh, second of the two uh, Lancaster Orchard Park uh, softball games yesterday. The Lady Legends did it again. You know, on paper, uh, it's... Uh, I won't say it's one-sided all that. You know, Orchard Park has the uh, credentials from the last two years. Lancaster, not flashy, but as solid as you can get. They do not give you more than three outs in an inning. Their defense is uh, just remarkable. Uh, They've beaten Lancaster twice this year. Now they will be the top seed in Class AA. Uh, I believe uh, Orchard Park will still be the second seed, so they won't face each other. If they do face each other in the playoffs, it will be for the section championship. But uh, kudos to uh, Lancaster, 7-2 to win yesterday over uh, Orchard Park. You know, Tony, if I don't mention these next two um, uh, basketball camps and things, Brian Bakes is going to run me over yeah, next he time will. he sees me. So, sorry, Brian, uh, 
Bakes, the head coach out at Wilson Girls uh, Basketball. The 2017 Summer Basketball Camp for girls entering grades 2nd through 11th. Um, that's going to be happening on June 26th and the 29th. Uh, so you can register there. Now there's a nice post on our Facebook page. Registration all that could be uh, found on our Facebook page along with his girls' basketball clinic. It's May 21st in Wilson, grades 3 through 5 and 6 through 8. And, again, hook up with our Facebook page, Inside High School Sports, on Facebook for these two registration announcements. Coach Brian from Wilson, all, always with the good vibrations. <coughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Brian. Uh, Raj, anybody, you know, before we jump into baseball talk, uh, you know, we've talked about all the rainouts. Are they pretty much catching up in softball? Are we almost there yet? I think at least with the league games, there'll be some non-leaguers uh, we one line leaguer today. I know OP is going down to Olean as we speak. Boy, that's a long ride for a rainout. So I hope they can get that game in down there. But uh, yeah, uh, today uh, Will North plays a key game in noon at Lancaster. I believe that's where I'm headed after the show. Uh, I don't know if a Will North win how that would have. I doubt if it would have any implications as far as passing Orchard Park. I'm pretty sure Orchard Park's going to only have the two losses to uh, Lancaster in the uh, as far as the PowerPoints are concerned. I think today we have going on right now, Kenmore West is at Niagara Falls, North Tonawanda taking on Ken East, uh, Ken West at Lewport, that's at 11, then Ken East at North Tonawanda, 11, CSAT at uh, Lockport at 1 o'clock. Yeah, and there's, I think uh, one of those games is a doubleheader involved. Niagara Frontier is getting caught up today, literally, at Niagara Falls High School with uh, all the turf time. Well, I just hope we're not going to get running any more rain today. Uh, it's supposed, it isn't as uh, the way they predicted it about two, three days ago. It was supposed to rain from, what, 2 this morning to about 3 this afternoon uh, because I was keeping an eye on Saturday because bearing in mind they have that combine tonight at uh, St. Francis, Francis High yeah. School, and uh, I was hoping it would be dry by then. And now, according to the uh, uh, weather person that I've been uh, living with for the last 45 years, it's supposed to be sporadic during the day, you know, hit and miss in different locations. So, Tom, what is it? As long as it's not steady rain, you should be okay? Yeah, I mean, they're calling for isolated storms, as long as you don't have that lightning and thunder, too, because that'll prolong your game half an hour. You hear any of that, and it's going to prolong it a half an hour right off the bat. So as long as you don't have that and, you, and, and the ground can take some of the water, they'll be okay to play through some of it. Yeah, because yeah, that's been the issue. The ground has been saturated. Yeah, no but doubt. where's their sense of adventure? A lightning storm and aluminum <laughs> bats? <laughs> That's what makes the world go around. If they can center any pending rain in the Williamsville North area where I live, I'm supposed to be putting up a fence later. If they can center that somewhere <laughs> yeah, close I'm sure to you north, really want to do that. Between the hours of 12 and 4, that would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll try to do a rain dance for you after the show. <laughs> Tony, to answer your question, our good friend Steve Brooks, who listens to the show religiously every Saturday, the college golf season is in the fall. Okay, cool. And he also said the Buffalo Rugby Club goes to Pearl Street. Pearl Street now, okay. Thank Times you. have changed. 
<laughs> All right, we're going to take our break early, and when we come back, uh, Tom's going to get us go up to date on baseball. A lot going on, some no-hitters to talk about. That always blows my mind away. It's just uh, a neat thing that we get to see in baseball. All right, guys, let's take a break. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, and Tom Prince here to talk about baseball. Uh, first of all, you guys have a big fundraiser that you do uh, every year, and kudos to you guys for all, all that you do. So I, I run the South Towns Travel League, which is a league that I started about 10 years ago uh, with a lot of help along the way to get it started. But it was 10 years ago, started out with about 25 to 30 teams from the 8U to 12U age groups. Mm-hmm. It's now grown to 115 teams that goes from North Tonawanda to Rochester, all the way down to Erie, Pennsylvania, into Olean, and everywhere in between. Lancaster, Orchard Park, West Seneca, Eden. You know, I could go up and down where they come from. So three years ago, I was actually listening to the sister station here. 98.5 was actually listening to them, and they were doing their big fundraiser, which they just did this week for Women's and Children's Hospital, um, where they tell all the heartfelt stories of the different children and the different moms that are actually in the hospital currently. Right. On there, as I was listening to the show, we had a mother come on that said, you know, my son, he's got he's got certain issues that are going on right now. He needs to a, a, a transplant, and he just wants to play baseball. And he plays travel baseball for Carnegie Scranton in the South Towns and plays in the South Towns Travel League. And I said, wow, I, I, I couldn't believe when I heard it. So what I did was I immediately called the coach up and said, okay, we need to do something. And that triggered us to do a fundraiser that we do every single year in the South Towns Travel League. And it's done by the 115 teams that are in the league. We will have approximately 50 to 75 home games that, that, uh, that weekend. What they'll do is if you are the home team, you will run a 50-50 on the behalf of whoever it is that we're doing it for, with 50% of the proceeds going towards whoever we're fundraising for. And then we do some other little things added on to it. But we've raised about $4,000 each year for all the different uh, fundraising that we've done. And for a baseball league, to me, is just phenomenal. Just it's to incredible. Be able to give out. And the kids and the kids are a part of it. My kids go around selling the 50-50s at, the, at these events. The kids are a part of it. And this year, what we decided to do was the fundraiser is for Alyssa Hearn, you may have heard the story of the girl in Springville that unfortunately um, died due, uh, due to a school bus accident. And we are going to fundraise on her behalf for the family this year is what we're going to do. So that's going to be where it is. It'll be coming out of Springville. So I'll do some main events in Springville. But all throughout western New York, if there is a home game, there will be a 50-50 done on her behalf. Well, this is how you and I met because you reached out and asked me to promote it for you. And it's just incredible what you guys are doing. And, you know, God bless you guys for everything. I appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) Talking about, you know, getting up to speed in baseball, all the rain outs and what it's done. I mean, you know, teams are, you know, sitting in parking lots waiting for one game to end before they go out. I mean, double headers, you know, is. Are we close, just like I asked Roger, are we yeah. close to being caught up? We are. Same thing. We have some here we're going to play on Monday. We have some in the, in the Niagara Frontier League that will actually be big games today that are being held. 
There are double headers today. In fact, I was giving an example of um, Orchard Park playing home away double header. In fact, today, um, so there are a lot of things that are getting done. Same thing. You're going to probably see some of the non-conference games not get completed, but for the most part, you're going to see all the conference ones get done by the by, by hopefully by by Monday, even as uh, as late as Tuesday. Outside of losing playing time and experience, is it a big deal to lose non-conference games? At, at this point, no, it really isn't. But uh, no, you have all the choice. I mean, was it one uh, section three or some? One of the sections in New York State has just said, "Look, we're going to have an open tournament. That's how our playoffs are going to be." Yeah. Oh, and in fact, you're seeing some changes happen with three. Uh, they're going to make some big changes, creating a new conference over there. Um, there's talk about that <laughs> a new conference coming their way that will that that will. Uh, change the dynamics in Central New York and the way they're doing things. Really? Yeah. Um, is this in all sports, or are you just talking yeah. baseball? No, we're talking all sports. Um, it's going to be a conference. In fact, from what I read, it's going to be uh, a 12-team conference split into two different divisions is what it's going to be. And ultimately what they're doing is a lot of the uh, private schools there are not going to be a part of the conference is what it's going to be. Um, so it's another move to segregate the private schools uh, from the from the public schools, which we're just seeing more and more of. Um, and in certain sports like football, we're seeing it more and more here in Western New York, um, which is a shame because I think there are some great matchups you'd really like to see. They sell. They get people to the games. I've been tell- preaching that for years. Yep. You know, and in, in uh, but I will say this at least in baseball. Um, you see the matchups all the time, which is great. I mean, you're seeing, in fact, uh, St. Mary's is going to Frewsburg today, I think is what it is. You're seeing, I told you already, Orchard Park taking on St. Francis and St. Joe's today. Um, You've seen constant match. I've seen North Tonawanda versus Tymon. You're seeing constant matchups where they have no problem with playing each other. Right. It's just usually football that... And we should mention Orchard Park taking on St. Francis and St. Joe's. And if I'm not mistaken, both games on the road. Um, JV on the road for uh, varsity. It's home for St. Francis, away for St. Joe's. So nonetheless, they still have to get on a bus after game one to go to game two. Right. It's not like a doubleheader, you know, at the same venue. Right. Uh, have we have anybody wrap up uh, league titles yet? We, we, we've had some wrap-ups already. Um uh, in fact, I think at this point uh, for ECIC one, uh, Lancaster has wrapped up the title um, for ECIC one. Um, you saw Westfield wrap up their title down there. In fact, uh, the consecutive years on that is uh, I, I have to look that up. But the consecutive years for Westfield and how many times they've won that title down there is unbelievable. Um, Powerhouse program, yeah, uh, especially down you know in their conference. Um, and then, uh, I'd have, again, that's the updates I think I've got right now, but there are definitely some more that will you'll see wrapped up easily by the end of today. All right, because Tuesday is, uh, they're hoping for the seating meeting. Correct. Yeah, we'll, well that's scheduled at 7 o'clock at night, and they might be at 645 waiting to hear the result of a game earlier that afternoon to uh, you know finalize the PowerPoints and the actual matchups. Yeah, I see on Tuesday you have Amherst playing Grand Island and Wilson is at Star Point. Well, those are both non-leaguers, so those won't affect PowerPoints, I don't think. Wilson and Star Point, those are 
uh, ECIC versus uh, Niagara Orleans, and the other one sounded like NFL versus ECIC. So those won't have bearing on the uh, playoffs. Now, Tom, you do an amazing job in covering high school baseball. I don't think there's anybody more plugged in than you are, stuff that you're doing with WGRZ. Uh, and uh, you can go to our, again, go to our Facebook. You'll see Tom uh, puts a lot of stuff up there, so you want to check that out. Uh, teams that have surprised you so far, teams that you – didn't think we we're going to do anything at the beginning of the year, and now I was like, whoa, look what they've done. Well, I definitely have to say Franklinville, because they call me out on Twitter all the time, because I picked them for fourth place, and they're battling for the division right now as we speak, so <laughs> i got to give them props, because I gave them bulletin board material, so I uh, absolutely want to throw it out to them. Um, you're seeing Starpoint have a fantastic year in baseball that I think... Um, they have, what, one loss? Um, no, I, in fact, I, I want to say... One league loss. Yeah. One league loss. Yep, so doing a fantastic job. Look at a program like Depew. Um, new coach Dennis Crowley, done a fantastic job there is what he's doing. He's been competitive in almost every game that he's been out there and taking a new group of uh, young talent, and they're going to be someone to reckon with in the next couple of years, but have really been in their games. In fact, played a fantastic game against Timon, which was another shout-out that we could talk about that that he got special recognition for. Um I saw Fredonia doing their uh, the baseball team imitating the football team. Yeah. Well, Fredonia definitely is is, is top notch. I mean, they're, they they went they have got their complete team come back from a state championship run last year, so they're gonna be in the mix of this in in, in this year. There's no doubt about. Is it, it me? They just always have pitching. Well, again, they're just they're a deep team, and when you bring back a complete team from a state championship run, that experience is just undeniable. It really is. Well, every year you think, okay, well that group has graduated. They're, you know, they're, no, they just keep restocking. Yep, and I think you got to look at uh, at Ken West what they're doing also in 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 the Niagara Frontier League. Another, they've had some fantastic. Uh, scenarios where people have done really well. In fact. Uh, Dominic uh, Germano. Um, if I, if He's I east. Pro- oh, I'm sorry. Um, Schmidt. Dom Schmidt. Yeah, Dom Schmidt. I apologize for, for Ken West having a phenomenal mm. year. What about and again, Freeze for uh, Ken West? You have, was he a pitcher? He Ken Pitcher. East? Yep. Yep. His uh, father was my teammate at Burgard. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, to- and uh, uh, Richie and his brother Tommy were pitchers. So Ken East, Burgard, and. Uh- no, Ken West. Oh, because I thought... It was, no, no Bulldog. No, whoa, 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 whoa. No, sorry. But, uh, and then from a personal level, what you're seeing uh, a kid like John Bender do out in Wilson right now is just unbelievable. Is he the one that just threw a no-hitter? Yeah, not only no-hitter, a perfect game, <laughs> which you're, you're talking about, you know, with a perfect game, no walks, no errors, you know, uh, nobody touched first base at all is what he did. And if you've been looking for the notoriety that he's had so far, it's been with the home run ball because he's had so many home runs this year. Now you add he goes onto the mound and throws a perfect game to boot, no doubt someone who's uh, really separating himself. Someone My God, that, who does he think he is? Dan Dallas? My goodness. <laughs> Somebody at that game told me there were no hits out of the infield, which is incredible. Yeah. But that's John Bender. And I apologize. Did I say? Is it John Bender? 
John, yeah. Okay, John Bender. Not, yeah. this, not to get confused with the Breakfast Club, John Bender. <laughs> oh, was that the principal? <sighs> no, he was the bad kid. Oh, the bad kid. <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> All right, you let's know, you t- guys talk about food, and my blood sugar goes up. Can you uh, leave it to sports for a little while? No, please? we're talking movies there. That's not uh, not food. At least not yet. Oh, Breakfast Club. But we're not talking about food, but the Breakfast Club. It's only 10.35. Kids. (laughs) You see the trouble I get put in every week? All right, let's continue, Tom. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So, And then uh, two no-hitters on top of that this week. You actually had Colin Clock out of Portville uh, with a no-hitter, and Austin Lux out of Springville throws a no-hitter also. Um, you're seeing, and Springville is a, another team to make to, to make sure that they're uh, they're, they're going to be in the mix in in their conference, no doubt about it. They're in the conference right now with Holland and Eden, and uh, they've seen some great games come out of that conference. Also, Eden, Holland, and Springville are all playing good ball right now. A lot of it's, these kids they play year round. Do they go to those facilities that train baseball players week in week out? Is that why we're having there's a lot of good teams, a lot of great players. It's not like there's one or two teams in each division or conference doing all the damage here. There's there's a lot of yeah. They're coming uh, out of travel ball all over Western New York. That, that's the key right there. The travel programs are feeding all these high schools right now, and they're doing it all in the indoor sports. In fact, you know everybody knows I run a team myself. And we will have a winter program that we do all this. And you're doing constant words, pitching, catching, infield. The only thing you're really not able to do is the outfield aspect, which is why I remember one of the uh, shows that you had you talked about is the pitchers getting off to such a fast start early on in the year. Yeah. Well, part of that is because of those winter programs that they're out there throwing and that they're ready to go game one to be able to pitch and to be able to be successful out there. But yet this year they've been hampered by the weather. I saw... <laughs> One of the kids that I coach plays travel ball at uh, Cayuga Heat, and I asked, I said, Nate, how many games have you gotten in this year? He goes, one. Yeah. And, and, and everybody's different. Like, you know what I mean? I, I've, I've already got seven games in with my 12-U team this year. What so. is the actual, if they're doing it, it's a year-round thing, what is the actual, what's the word I want to use, off-season, where pitchers actually don't throw for, is it a month, is it two months and all that? Uh, because, you know, like basketball, you can play the year round. Uh, lacrosse, I guess they can play the year round. Baseball, you can't do that just for at least for the pitchers and the arms. How does yeah. that work? Um, well, you'll see in the fall programs what most people will do for their pitching when they're doing their fall ball is they'll really limit their pitchers out there. Nobody's out there usually throwing complete games. That's when you'll see seven pitchers a game, five pitchers a game. Going one, two innings is all that they're going. So that you're keeping the arm fresh out there, but you're not hurting it, and you're not extending them to those 100 pitch marks, 120 pitch marks out there. But what about, you know, because we, we go over this all the time with uh, Little League football, and that's, you know, burnout. Uh, that's what I think that's what I was leading to. When that, I asked you know, you, you want to play multiple sports, you don't want to be, be focused on just one all year. And are, are we doing that in baseball? Are we going to burn kids out because that's all they're doing? Well, if you think about it, there's not a sport right now that doesn't have an offseason. Every sport does right. it. Yeah, Look but at, some are, are for just training purposes, like football. Exactly. You're hitting the weights, and you're running, and you're off-season. You're not playing the game. Well, you're playing seven-on-sevens. Yeah, high schools is. Right? Yeah, so, high, so you've now taken level. it to a new level. And basketball, when basketball ends, it's the AAU season that begins, right? We're in the middle of the AAU season for basketball right, right now. So 
there is an off season in the winter for the kids, and you'll see is when they're doing their off season, it's once or twice a week is what it is. Okay, it's not where you're out. But there long, every my point is, as long as they're getting out there and playing other sports, yes, so that to, to avoid that burnout factor, absolutely. But usually, what you'll see for the winter programs is once twice a week, not something that is every single day. Like when you're on a team and you're on a high school team and you've got to be there every single day. You're talking about once a week coming in, doing an hour to two hour practice is what you're doing. Okay. When I was doing this morning, yeah. before we came on, I went through the stats for each division to see who was at the top of the leaderboards and things like that. Max Prep does a pretty good job. You'll notice a lot of those kids at the top of the baseball stats page for pitching and hitting, they're also football players, hockey players, and, and soccer players. Can so, you say LG Castillo? Exa- that's my point. They're playing other sports. So you know LG isn't playing baseball. You know, 24-7. Not, exactly. Yep. And, and LG another, having a phenomenal year right now. He is hot with his bat right now. You've when seen they home runs in the last three games. When they pitch <laughs> when to him. When they pitch to him. In fact, you're seeing, you're seeing um, scouts at all his games right now. Um, in fact, uh, at the Orchard Park game, there were four to five scouts that were there see, that, taking a look at him, making sure they're following every move that he's done right now. That's why um, I would almost question if the uh, two batters before him, one gets on first base and then they have the next batter sacrifice to put the runner in scoring position. I'm thinking, hello, you just took the bat out of Castillo's hands because if first base is open, guess what? They are not going to pitch to him. Yeah, welcome instead. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to get your opinion on pitch count and how the uh, coaches are managing as they get themselves set up for not only Section 6 playoffs, but then on against Section 5. So we'll talk all about that and more when we come back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Michael Jackson, right? One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Kind of? <laughs> Sports Talk Saturday's coming up at 11. Uh, all right, we're talking baseball here. Division leaders, uh, who is a top right now uh, as we move forward uh, to the seating meetings? So you've got Lancaster right now on top of ECIC 1. Um, and it looks like with just one loss, um, you know they've they've got this pretty wrapped up. I mean they've got Clarence right now, who's ten and three, uh, two games in the loss column behind them, and then you've got Will North, who's ten and four, which is three losses, you know, outside of in the loss column behind them. So, but you can see is right now, you know, Lancaster is hitting on all strides. You're talking about pitching that they've got out there, uh, from Colin Reformat to. Max Giordano, um, they are actually, right now, definitely you can see the, the class of ECIC1, which will actually be double-A when they go to the sections. Right. It's one game elimination there. Yep, correct. So they could, I mean, Will North does have that one win against Lancaster, happened at North. They could systematically beat them. You get a hot pitcher, yeah, and, you know, it. all bets are off as yep. far as previous records, all that. And, and like I say, Trouble, you know, with Lancaster. If you pitch around uh, uh, Castilla, they got other weapons. They got oh, other no weapons. doubt, no doubt. I mean, look at look at the home runs for uh, Lancaster this week. There was Colin Reformat hit one out. Connor Duck hit one out. Max Giordano hit one out. Tony Brown hit one out. They've got them all over the place. And then you add, you know, LG's on the list because he hit one out too. So you're talking about five kids that could hit one out in that lineup. Who do you pitch around? Exactly. 
you know, but um, from a Will North's perspective, um, Josh Shurek has had a phenomenal season also and has to be in the player of the year conversation to boot. Um, and he is somebody that could go to the mound and potentially be that pitcher that could help shut things down. So I 100% agree that one pitcher could take over a game in a one-and-out scenario. In baseball, do they have a player of the year and pitcher of the year, or is it just one? It was player of the year is all that I've ever seen that they do. Um, and, I know the, when you have somebody like Danny Dallas, obviously yeah. it's a no-brainer, but uh, where would uh, LG be in this uh, scenario, oh, I, I, consider, considering he's not a pitcher? And you know what, too? Very rarely do you see somebody come with these high expectations into the season and then deliver on them. He's delivering. Oh, on them right absolutely! Now. I he's, realize that. You look at you talked about the averages. I think he's top three right now in the in the averages um, for for Lancaster. So hundred percent there. ECIC two. Will East uh, off the top of my head. Yeah, Will East, Will South. Um, right now, Will East eight and one. You've got uh, Will South eight and four. So again, you're talking about a, a lot of games to make up there. Where you've got to consider Will East in there. Um, Will South again uh, got a got a Ryan Hahn, one of the one of the players right now that is committed to NCC uh, for next year. Will be a hitter in there that's going to be uh, be able to do some damage in there. Will East again, some great players that are coming out of uh, Will East to to. Um, to compare, in fact, Will East has got. And I apologize, I'm blanking. The Mac on, uh, brothers. Say that again. Is it the Mac brothers. Yes. The, yeah. uh, and and Charlie Charlie Mac is right now going to committed to go to Clemson. So you're talking about two very good players on that team that you're. That, and his that brother, I believe, is only a ninth grader, or is it an eighth grader? Talent. He really does. And, uh, yeah. I think the reason their sister is one of the top players in softball is uh, I think she played a lot of games in the backyard against her brothers. I really believe that. <laughs> and then you go to uh, ECIC3, Star Point right now. Um, you're talking about Star Point and Maryville um, and Alden right now. That is a very, very competitive conference. Tight. Oh, and you're talking about Alden may have one of the best pitchers in Western New York in Tom Bednarski. Um who is definitely doing some some damage out there uh, on the on the pitcher's mound? He wow. is somebody that can completely be that pitcher that we talked about that will shut things down. They um, might be a top seed in their class too because that's a, like a B school playing against all these A schools. Right, it's like super power points. Right, exactly. Maryville, tons of talent on there. Um, on there, you've talking about uh, Anthony Hernandez, Paul Trippy, some uh, big names that are coming out of Maryville right now to, that are there, and then Star Point. To me, um, probably one of the biggest surprises, just because is you didn't predict them at the beginning of the year, and they've been right there in the mix. And in fact, you know, looks like they're going to win this conference. Changes of ECIC divisions; they jumped from two to three. That didn't hurt their. Uh... Success either. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And then you're talking about, uh, if we look at uh, Niagara-Orleans Conference, you've got Wilson right now and Roy Hart uh, that, that are there. Um, Wilson, we've already talked about John Bender having an unbelievable mm -hmm. season up there. Again, probably in the Player of the Year uh, talk that should be there. Roy Hart is right there. You're talking about uh, Wilson 8-3, and three, Roy Hart 7-3, and three, Albion 7-4, and four, uh, Barker seven and four, uh, very very tight conference that, that that is there. And Barker's another one that's been out there uh, playing some real good balls of late. 
How about the Monsignor Martin? Monsignor Martin right now, what we've got is um, you've got St. Franny's who is uh, a 3-0 right now. St. Mary's 3-1. Canisius 4-2. St. Joe's 4-3. Um, again, I think you're talking about an instance where pitching has come into play. Um, Timon's at 3-4, and four, and Timon's also done some damage out there too. They beat some when does their season wrap up? Because I know they're after uh, the Publix. Um, I don't know the exact date that it ends. but so usually, what, a week later, Raj? Uh, probably the week after next. I know that's when the uh, girls' softball playoffs start a week from Monday. Uh, but you notice Canisius, Dan Dallas, and Mike Gabriel, and a few of those guys graduated. All of a sudden, the playing field's kind of level in Monsignor Martin baseball. Yeah, the rest of the schools went, yes! Go <laughs> <laughs> so look at Canisius. Look at Jack Collins right now, doing a great job on the mound for Canisius over there also. Will Lawrence d- doing some damage. Over at Timon, another one. Um, they've got Chris Fisher right now over at first base doing a lot of hitting for them. And you're talking about they've got two brothers on the mound that are doing some damage. St. Mary's, don't forget about Joe Barbario, right. uh, who is a catcher, also committed to NCCC. Um, in fact, was named player, named player of the week also. So you're seeing is all over the place, and do not count out St. Joe's. St. Joe's has got a very deep team, and will be there in the mix also. Out of my senior Martin parody this year, Anthony. Yeah, outstanding, Tom. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll have you in again. I mean, your knowledge is just incredible uh, for uh, in high school baseball. Thank you so much, Roger, Frank. Thank you, Derek Kramer. Thank you for producing. We'll talk to you guys next week with more inside high school sports. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.